Hi guys, just a quick message before we start the podcast. We always do these podcasts online via Zoom to make sure we are keeping our social distance and we are staying safe. Please keep doing a good job and keep doing it yourselves as well because we look forward to having a pint with you down the club when this is all over. Cheers and enjoy. We're back. It's the third of the isolation specials. This is the Vigo Rugby Podcast. Great show for you this week, guys. Just a few of the highlights. We talked to Will James for Commuter Chat. We tweet George Ford and George Cruz and we see what we get back. Uh, We ask a funny question to Matt Lane and we talk to Connor Cutts and Liam Wiltshire about Vigo's newest night spot. It's all here, so let's get started. All right, guys, welcome back to the Vigo Rugby Podcast. It's the third in our series of lockdown specials. Um, So welcome back to Jake. Hello. Welcome back, Tony. Hiya. How's everybody? Yeah, yeah, dreaming, mate. Not too bad, not too bad. I've only just noticed we've got some, uh, we've all got photographs in the back of our screens today. Oh, yeah, nice. I've yeah, got a nice. rabbit. Tony, what have you gone for there? Is that taxis? NYC, mate. New York City taxis. And Jake, you've gone for your wedding day on some sort of canvas. It does look, yeah. I think it is a wedding day canvas. There you go. We're all trying to brighten our, brighten our lives up on the podcast today. Absolutely. <laughs> um, everyone coping with lockdown all right? Good, mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're good. Um, right, guys, as I say, welcome back. Everyone who's listening, you might have seen a bit of activity on our Facebook and Twitter. And if you haven't, it's because you're not there yet and you should be. So make sure you come and find us on Facebook, um, Viga Rugby Podcast. Make sure you come and find us on Twitter, the Viga Rugby Podcast. Um, we're constantly messaging and not getting replies from famous people. So it's always a good laugh to come and watch. Um, so since we uh, since we did our last one, we've um, Vigo has been on a big old fundraising mission, uh, and you guys were involved, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good effort, actually. We've been good, uh, good a week. That's it: cycling, running, and walking our uh, our way as far as we could. Um, anyone anyone hit any personal goals? How far did you guys get? I didn't have mine up actually. You you did all right on the bike, didn't you, Jake? I did. We did um, a twenty k walk and a twenty five k walk. That was pretty decent. I don't know how much I've done. I put it somewhere. I just put. In a, I think I put a couple of ten k runs in. Yeah, nice. Must be up Not there. I just about got to the hundred k across the ten days. Jake, you must have hit two hundred, surely. I done three hundred and fifty. I think. 350. No wonder we, uh, as a team, went so high. We, uh, for any, anyone who didn't know, we, um, as a club, was about 60, 60 people, 60 members involved. Ended up, ended up running, walking, and cycling 4,095 k's, and the money fundraising target was 500 quid. Uh, and I looked a minute ago, and it was on 2,070 pounds. Um, which oh, was well, over two grand. Nice. Yeah, over two grand. Yeah. Incredible, really. For the NHS charities together. So uh, that was a, a good little effort for 10 days. Kept everyone amused for 10 days, raised some great money for charity, made the paper. So you've got to be happy with that, haven't you? Absolutely. Got to be happy with that. So that was great stuff from everyone involved with that uh, down at Vigo. Um, rugby news, boys. I mean, that's what's been going on in Vigo. What's been going on elsewhere? Anyone seen anything interesting? Um, only a couple of the Surrey's boys starting to leave. 
which I think was inevitable, but as equal to Saints and Cruz is going to Japan. Yeah, yeah. I remember the one about Cruz going to Japan. That's been in the pipe for a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, thing about Ruin Ackerman. No. Left Gloucester. You heard about it on the pod. Andy Goode was talking about it. Uh, my dad forwarded it to me. I haven't, I haven't, well, I haven't listened to the pod for ages, so I'm real far behind. But um, yeah, Ackerman. The Gloucester basically sent out a thing saying, "Oh, you know, in this in this time, um, Ruin Ackerman's approached us saying, do we mind if he looks at you know coaching roles elsewhere? I think he's going to Japan." Um, and basically it's confirmed now and we wanted to you know let everyone know there's been a lot of rumours and stuff like that but essentially it's it's happened we're really pleased for him you know um, and, he, and he's off and then on the podcast Andy Good was sat there saying that um, <clears throat> apparently the new CEO of Gloucester has been a bit more of a super fan than a, than a CEO and has been like, you know, always in the changing room with the boys, being one of the lads, blah, blah, blah. Um, and has got like kind of a matey relationship with some of the players. And they've said to him, you know, that we need to make some changes. And the CEO's made some changes. And Ruin Ackerman has just gone like, well, if this is where it's going to be, then I'm out. Okay. Like, and then obviously no, nothing changed. And he was like, right, let me go because... This is ridiculous. So basically, the players going round the coach to the board to to get what they want and things like that, which is mad because I I thought that the um, the players were all happy there and, and stuff like that under him. He's done he's done so much for the club. Like he turned us from from dross to top four, um, like pretty quick. Like it was real good. It's it's a big shame for the for the club, like especially as a fan, obviously. Mm. But you sit there and you think, Jesus, like if that, you know, if that's happening in, in clubs, yeah. absolutely mental. Now that's rough. Is there any news on who the new new man's going to be? I have no idea. But the thing is as well, it's just like, who's who's moving at the moment? Yeah, no. Like, other, other, than, other than him. But, but like, you sit there and you think, <laughs> with job security as it is, no one knows what's happening in the premiership or like professional rugby. Anyway, I mean, other than Australia, it's good that they've started to, do some stuff in there, but you say you think no one's moving. We're not going to have a one until you know probably after playing starts again. Now by the time, mm. yeah, yeah, or, or have someone that's coached in the championship maybe that will get their big break or something. An assistant or something like that, maybe someone from within the club. Maybe yeah, maybe like the academy coach or something. Like that. Yeah, could be. Rolled roll us nicely into uh, the southern hemisphere. Rugby starting back up. Tone. I looked up the dates just before we got on here, and there's going to be. Rugby in Australia, predominantly. Um, well, oh, look, look, look how smooth this man is. <laughs> yeah, opening up the beer fridge, getting another one out. Very good. <laughs> you know it. In the um, office, I feel. <laughs> yeah, I keep, um, I keep moving my webcam um, from meetings because I don't want people to know there's a fridge. <laughs> I also had this on oh, my yeah, fridge as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I realised it was kind of like here. And I was like, if anyone asks me what that is, I really don't want to tell them. <laughs> no, it's my mate, it's my mate Don Mickleborough with his ass up. <laughs> so he sits down by the computer monitor now. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, Sorry, Nick, I inter- interrupted. Right. You rolled us into 
Australian rugby beginning, uh, teams just from Australia, so the four super rugby teams plus the Western Force are all having a within the country comp that starts on July the 3rd. So that'd be rugby union. But before that is the all the teams from New Zealand are starting their league just in the country on the 13th of June. So there'll be rugby live on TV in about two weeks' time. Well, a bit like in New Zealand, because you imagine it's, it's not a massive island, is it? So if they kept it pretty much under locks or... Yeah, straight away. Within quicker than anyone, really. It's completely corona-free in New Zealand. Within um, yeah. a few days of it, they'd locked all the borders. Not even their own people were allowed to come in. Not even citizens were allowed to come back in. They just locked it all down. Um, and it was gone from there first, I think. And then anyone who was coming in after, like when they finally opened them, had to do a two-week quarantine. Um, and then, yeah, they're, they're free. Australia's pretty free too. They haven't had a case in Perth for like two weeks. I know that in Western Australia. So I think they're pretty much done. I saw a, an article somewhere about them um, them having zero and they were, because they had zero, they had zero for two weeks. There was no chance of it coming back almost because there's no one to, there's no one for them to catch yeah, it on while the borders are closed. Yeah. So, it's yeah. so it's sweet for them. Rubbish for us, but sweet for them. <laughs> uh, Jake, we were talking about um, World Rugby brought in more experimental laws Yeah, ridiculous Any news on some of those? Uh, so, I've closed the website now But one of them was uh, a potential orange card Which I think does make sense at the, the top level of rugby uh, Where there's so much hinging on the game So essentially, if it looks like it could be a red card The ref would give a yellow card And then the television television match official would review it and if it's a red card he's gone if not it's just treated as a simbin that's the way I read it whether that's is that how you read it? So it gives them an orange card yeah, they give them an orange to get them straight off the pitch and then if the the TMO will then decide if it's a red or a, or a yellow type thing so if it's a red they stay it takes off a lot of, it takes a lot of the refs it's yeah. a 15, oh, it's a, so they'd have a 15 minute simbin essentially yeah that's, yeah, that's what I'm reading here. Uh, there's a few others. I've just got the, the info back up. Uh, they'll remove scrum resets, but it doesn't say how. I don't know whether maybe they'll, if a scrum... Go league, scrum, tap and go. The ref will have to give a free kick to one team or the other. Regardless. Jesus. So there's no more... They're, they're trying. No more scrum resets. People will stop. Like, scrums will just stop. Yeah, they're, yeah. Trying, they're trying to get rid of that. If you're, losing, if you're losing in the scrums, you're just going to keep giving away free kicks. It gets reset. I mean, just go. That's oh it. no, I'm not. I'm not bound. I'm not ready. At last oh, yeah, oh, sorry. Oh, I bound yeah. early. Yeah. They're basically saying um, the tap and go for me because that's all that it's going to be. You'll you have to move touch, but uh, like the type five forwards are the most cons uh, are the most at risk of transmission. So they're saying by reducing the scrum contact by thirty percent and contact exposure by twenty five, and you and more exposure by fifty percent. That's what they're aiming for. Thing is, we're, we're, so it's just while well, this is a thing. Yeah. Oh. Well, I don't know. I think. Well, we're just they're going to look if it if it improves rugby, then they'll keep it. Yeah, they'll keep it. it they'll probably keep it. It'll make it quicker, won't it? But I mean, think about it. Yeah. If you get rid of got rid of scrums essentially and started giving free kicks, that time that you would have been resetting a scrum. Where are those players going to be when they're not in the scrum? Well, they're going to be, they're still going to be on the field playing rugby. So, someone you is going to be in contact with someone. Because, how, yeah. how often do you just run 
length for the pitch to length for the pitch to length for the pitch. It'll change the type of people to play rugby as well. Like if you if you start taking scrums away more and more, like you don't need bigger people. Like you'll just end up with the fifteen fittest people that you can find. Really, like yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah, you wouldn't wouldn't need a need a big big bunch of fellas. Um, the problem is as well is they don't give a shit about us. Like it will be. We're, like the professional game and if viewing is better because it's quicker rugby there's more tries because there's more open play mm. rugby then they'll just do it right. by the end of that wouldn't you imagine a game without scrums just three kicks oh, essentially yeah. well, that, how long's that yeah. silly rugby oh yeah uh, rapid, global rapid rugby yeah, rugby. That's it. Yeah. It's, all you t- it's all you talked about for about ten po- podcasts. <laughs> I mean, it was supposed to be going strong, but in fact, there's a funny. I say this funny. Funny is not the word. The because it was so close to starting when the whole Corona thing hit. Um, the team from Pacific Island, one of the Pacific Islands, uh, could have been Fiji Latui, maybe, um, were already in Australia for the start of the comp when everywhere closed the borders, so they got stuck. In Australia for yeah. like two months, no rugby on, nowhere to go, no houses, no nothing. And the the so Swiggy Forest, he paid to keep them all put up and in food and everything for like two months till they could get out because um, they were already there. Yeah. Rough, but um, but yeah, nice. No, I think um, the Force are going to be in the Australian competition, so they've got five teams again. And um, I mean, Australia rugby Australia has had a massive overhaul, hasn't it? Anyway. Um, because they had to, because they're yeah. booked. Um, but uh, Jake, you were saying there's a few players that are still that have been sacked, and there's still there's a lot of talk of players leaving to Japan and to England and everywhere else because they're not getting paid what well, they're supposed to be getting paid, and they're not gonna they're not gonna either because there's no money yeah. in Australia. One Australia, yeah. yeah. Um, so they're looking all over the place, but hopefully it means there's a bit more talent coming to England, which moves me on to. Leicester and the signing they made the other day, can't remember where he's from, possibly Australia, the best named player in the Premiership, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, strong. <laughs> Going to be some wonderful dress ups next season, I reckon, for Leicester. You know it, <laughs> absolutely. Just dressing as Voldemort everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if really- I was a commentator, you would sit there and read all of the spells and just see how many you could get in in one day <laughs> in a game, just different ones. Defo, defo. Right. Um, tweet a player, guys. We normally play tweet a player. Um, normally it's Tony that has to work out who's going to tweet a player. In fact, he tells us both to tweet a player, if I remember rightly, because he hasn't got quick. Twitter. He does. He tells us both. Quick, quick facts on Harry Potter, because I've just had a quick look. Yep. Uh, he's actually English. Is he? Yeah. No he, uh, yeah, so he moved to Australia. He moved so back. He... He under a bloody broom closet somewhere in England. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> He <laughs> can, um, can represent England and Australia. Wow. So we could in the future have Harry Potter playing for England. Harry Potter on a dingling. <laughs> yeah, winger, is he? Yeah, winger. Oh, center. yeah, because uh, Johnny May's coming back. Johnny May. May's coming back to King's home. Exciting. On the way home. The, the crazy chicken man on the way home. <laughs> yeah, the, the nutter. <laughs> so, Tony, I'll give you a minute to have a think about who you want me and Jake to tweet and what you want us to say. And the good news about us tweeting a player is it means that you are doing today's prank. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
So I tell you what, while you are thinking of a couple of tweets, one, when you thought of them, maybe write them down, we will do some commuter chat with Will James, and that will give you a chance to, uh, to have a think. This is the Vodafone voice. Oh, brilliant. Good stuff, Will. <laughs> you know we were calling it, bro. Between half five and six, we said. I mean, you have left it real late. <laughs> this is the Vodafone. Still before six. <laughs> Fantastic. Will James is calling us. Oh, exciting. Naturally. Of course he is. Hello, Will. Can you hear us? Hello, Nick. Hello, hello. Can you hear Jake? Hi, Will. Hey, buddy. Can you hear Tony? Hey, Will. Yes, Tony. I can hear you as well. Hello, guys. Can you salute him? Oh, salute, salute. Good boy. (laughs) Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. So, uh, what's happened here? So, you haven't... You sort of technology technologically challenged enough that you haven't managed Zoom yet two months into the lockdown? I, I, I don't use Zoom. I don't need Zoom. No. Okay. I mean, clearly you do because... You've got all the Zoom you need, don't you, Will? Well, look, we have, we have something called WhatsApp call. I mean, it works. It works the exact same. <laughs> fair play, fair play. It's probably us being old, to be honest. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, mate, I don't know if you saw, but on the uh, Facebook poll last week, you beat Ben Morehouse to the title of uh, the person that we need to do commuter chat with next. Are you up for the challenge? I'm up for the challenge, yeah. So what I want you to do is, I know your commute actually exists in the car because you never stop working. So maybe how long do you reckon the walk is from your bed to your house? Oh, that's solid. 35 Maybe 40 seconds. Oh, nice. All right, well, let's give that a go. Go get yourself in bed, mate, and we'll start in bed. Wait, wait, no. <laughs> I'm in bed. Covers on. All right. Tell, so you'll have to tell me when you're going to go, and then as soon as you get downstairs in your house, say stop. All right? All right. Three, All right. two, one, go. All right. Pepsi or Coke? Oh, Coke. Salt or sweet? Oh, sweet. Copper or steel? Copper. Bin Man or Little Willy? Little Willy. Tight or loose? Tight. Um, I'm here. You're already there. I'm about 30 seconds. Seconds about 10 seconds. Go back to your bed. We'll go go up. We'll do the reverse. Right, I'm I'm at the bottom of the stairs. Right, you ready? Go. Uh, Morass or Marcus? Marcus. (laughs) (laughs) Red. Benidorm with the boys or Florida with the fan? Benidorm. Whee! Nice one. <laughs> Back in bed. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. Thanks for being involved this week. No worries, buddy. We are going to do a little prank later. Is there anyone you would like us to prank later? Oh, I mean, has any, have you done any more show? You did, it, you did it the other week, didn't you? Yeah, we got him a couple of weeks back. How about Connor Cuts? Yeah, we could give that a go. No problem. Yeah. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks very much, Will. We'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. Mate. Top bloke. Top bloke. good. Top lad. Top lad. <laughs> he went for Little Willie, which was interesting. I didn't think he'd take that. Nice. Looking back over his answers, he went Little Willie. He went Marcus, Marcus over Morehouse. He went Benadorm with boys over Florida with fam, which was interesting. And obviously Copper. What did he go for on tight or loose? Tight. Of course he did.
Course. Naturally. It's a better position, apparently. Obviously. Same. That's what people tell me. I've never done it myself. Right. Tony, tweet a player. What have you got for us? This is you. You've got to tell us who to tweet. Um, From our personal accounts, obviously, not the Viger Rover podcast. Naturally. So I'm, uh, I'm working on the second one. And the first one's real corny, but I love it. So someone um, needs to tweet George Ford saying, how do you feel about another magic man joining the squad? Hashtag Harry Potter. Ooh. And the other one, so I don't know who, so I don't know who to, um, who to tweet, but who's going to Japan, basically? George Cruz. George Cruz. So saying, what's your favourite... Jake, because me and him are mates. Perfect. <laughs> what's your favourite sushi? I'm a Tamaki kind of guy. I take Ford. <laughs> no, we've got rock, paper, scissors for it. All right, so whoever loses this one gets... Yeah, whoever wins gets to pick who they, who they All go right, for. Okay. So we get one, two, one, three and out? Yeah, one, two, three and out. Okay, go. One, two, two three. three. Oh, what is this? Oh, hello. Oh, no. I'll, I'll, I'll take Ford. Oh, come on, mate. The crew's already knows me. Yeah, they don't like that's you. Nice. You're doing better. That's nice. If you can think of someone else that's going to Japan, Nick. Oh, no. Not too late. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I wonder whether should I go to my old message to George Ford and just continue? Or? I want to see if I can find uh, the new Harry Potter on Twitter as well. George Cruz. All right. Here we go. So I won't send him a. Won't send him a, an instant like I did last time. A, a, yeah, probably don't. Probably don't do that, mate. Public. So, talk me through the George Cruz tweet, Tony. Um, what's your favourite sushi? What's your favourite sushi? Yep. I'm a tamaki kind of guy. A tamaki. T a e m a k i. T e m a k i. Kind of guy. Winky face. Naturally. Sounds like a winky face. Um, oh, or oh, should I do the one that's the kind of smile with the saliva coming out? Oh, yeah, <laughs> we'll do that one. Uh, any hashtags on there? Um, no, free reign on the hashtags. Um, um, Japan styles with a Z. Japan styles. Snacks. Okay, tweet. Okay, mine's gone. Jake, is yours gone? I'm just trying to see if the new Harry Potter is on Twitter as well. Yeah, he's not very well known. It's quite, it's, it's quite hard to find. <laughs> All right, we'll, uh, we'll wait and see if those players get back to us. And we've tweeted them. Now, Tony, once again, you're going to have to ask me and Jake a question rugby related to see who is going to have to message someone in their phone book rugby related rugby related question whoever loses has to do the uh to do the it can tell the other one to do the text to anyone in their phone book right yeah. um because obviously the uh as as me and jake have already done a 
done a prank. This is on you this week, so it's no longer a free horse race this week. 2003 World Cup final. Who was the last person to touch the ball? Well, Mike Cat. Yeah, nice. Yes! Never regret. Never regret. <laughs> yeah. Get your phone out, Jake. Get the address book open. I mean, the problem was, I was very young back then. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you was going to do the date, and I was like, 21st or 22nd? I'm sure 22nd. No, I know I right. I'm scrolling up and down. All right. And stop. Who we got? Matthew Lane. Is it? We're doing well with these. <laughs> Matthew well, Lane. Well, to be honest, my finger was in between Matt Lane and Warren, but as Warren was the... As the target of the prank, I feel like Matt Lane is the, the sensible choice. Yeah, go with Matt Lane. Go with Matt Lane. Um, all right, you're going to message Matt Lane and say... Uh, oh, you're going to message Matt Lane and say... Matt. Someone has dared me to send a dick pic to a random person, would you post it through someone's letterbox on your route for me? I would you post it. Anything else? Um, Who's sending a dick pic in physical form as well? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> also, have you ever... No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I reckon that's enough. I just want to know whether he would. There you go, said. Or if he's keen on the posty code. <laughs> All right, so we'll wait to find out if we get a response from Matt Lane. Uh, while, we're waiting for our, while we're waiting for our tweets to find out if we get a response from our tweets... Um, let's get on to one of my favourite bits of the day, Fantasy 15s. Yeah, noise. So this week we tried to challenge each other to find a Fantasy 15 of leading men or leading ladies. So if it was a, a character who was a backup character in a film, they could not be used. Even a second, second rate character, they couldn't be used. It had to be the leading person from a film. So we threw out threw it out there, and we've I think we've come back with some pretty interesting stuff. To be honest, I'm I'm very impressed. Yeah, um, I enjoyed this one. Yeah, yeah there's, no. there's some some rogue stuff. I know, especially in mine, I had to to really do some digging to find certain people's uh, like lead what? role films. Um, it it wasn't easy. It wasn't always easy, but um, I think I've done all right. Do you got? Can I go through mine first? Yeah, you go first quite excited because I think I mean I don't feel like I could blow you out of the water because I feel like it's going to be exciting but I've got mine's got promise so let's just get her open so my number one my first my first front row my prop is uh, is Buck from Uncle Buck played by John Candy big man big man up front I went for, I went for weight up there um, and my prop on the other side is my first um, non-real person of the day, but obviously was still a leading, a leading man, leading role, leading man. You say Wreck-It Ralph, I'm going to be real upset. 
Shrek is my other prop, yeah. uh, which is Mike Myers from the film Shrek. Uh, I if, wanted to say if we could do animated people, <laughs> and then I thought, yeah, 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 animated leading man. But as long as there was a leading role, it's got a bit. I thought about uh, Lightning McQueen on the wing for a little while. Oh, uh, right. Quite sure how it would work. So I mean. Those two sandwiched in between them to get absolutely free reign. He's barely going to be touched by the opposition front row. Is Martini, played by Danny DeVito from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Short nice. answer. Get him in there. Plenty of plenty of room to move. So my second rows started off with Lancelot from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, played by John Cleese, who is six foot five. Uh, went for a tall line-out option. Was he the lead? Well, I'd say I'd say John Cleese was the lead, surely. He's a tall man. I'll let you have it. Sorry. Um, uh... Considering he was four of the roles in that film, I feel like he must have been. I'm just a little bit upset. It's all right. You go for it. I'll. Uh... Um, the other one you, who most why definitely... everyone listening will see why I'm in a little bit upset in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other second row, um, which I can't imagine is up for much debate, is a character called Ramakrishna. Played by a man called Dalip Singh Rana from the film Kushti, who you may better know as the Great Kali from WWF. Oh, nice. nice. Lead role in the film Kushti. Um, so well, another second. Well, <laughs> he was That's classic finding an actor and finding <laughs> a lead. <laughs> world's tallest actors. <laughs> I was looking for a big guy. I ended up with a big, meaty, strong guy. So he, to, he, to be fair, he's seven foot one and 160 kegs. He ain't, he ain't going anywhere. That scrum's going nowhere. And I mean, you might be able to lift him in the line out, but I figured he could just stand still. He doesn't lift him. Um, my, my six is a bit more standard. I've gone for James Bond as um, Daniel Craig and Casino Royale, um, which I couldn't decide. It was either Casino Royale or Sky, Skyfall, the one where he was being whacked in the nuts with that rope on the boat. Remember that scene? Yeah, I think that's Casino Royale. Well, I mean, it's Skyfall. I think it's Casino Royale, yeah. Um, because I just thought Daniel Craig is James Bond. James Bond is, is no thrills. He just gets the job done. He's strong, he's a, he's a rip fella, he'll get around, he's fit, he'll do the job, but he ain't asking for any, you know, he doesn't need anyone knowing his name. He's just a six, you know. Um, seven, I've gone Buzz Lightyear. Tim Allen, yeah, nice. three. Um, <laughs> buzzing. He never said, stopped. He never stopped. He was... <laughs> and don't question me on leading man. I checked this out. Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story 1 is the lead. He's, a, he's ahead of Woody. How? More lines. More lines, apparently, according to, to the... To no the way he's got more lines. Perfect. Um, he's, he's buzzing. He's always moving around. He's trappy as, as fuck. He speaks two languages. He's an aggressive seven for me. Um, no. Number eight, I've gone for Alex Hess, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger in Junior. Strong. Um, he's my number eight. Um, nine, I've gone for Rocky Balboa from Rocky Four played by Sylvester Stallone, because he's pretty strong, he's pretty quick, he trained, he trained in the snow in Russia, you know, you ain't getting, ain't getting a stronger nine than that. Also, he looks super short when he stands next to Ivan Drago, so I felt like maybe he was a short fella. I don't feel like he's going to be very pacey. He's going uh, to be strong. He's going to be a strong and annoying, I'd say. That's um, what you're going for. 
Number 10, I've gone for Paul Crew, played by Adam Sandler in The Longest Yard. He's no a disgraced quarterback, but I figured he's got the he's got the big arm, got the cannon, he's gonna get the ball away. Um, 12 and 13, I've gone for Chico from The Ridiculous Six, played by Terry Crews. Obvious, crash ball at 12. Oh, Terry Crews. Um, and then at 13, I've gone for Bruce Banner, uh, played by Edward Norton. Um, because my thinking is, in a normal you know game situation, you might need a quick, intelligent 13. He's going to be out to defend well. But if you want him to hit that line, just transforms into the Hulk and bosh, you're in. Okay, just get him angry. <laughs> um, but when he's not the Hulk, scientist, reads the game well. Nice. Um, then I've got on the wings, I've got Sanka from Cool Runnings, played by Doug E. Doug. Apparently it's his yeah, <laughs> And Yul Brenner from Cool Runnings, uh, played by <laughs> Malik Yoba. Both oh, you can't have that. Rapid. <laughs> Two... Jamaican sprinters on the wing. You ain't, you ain't catching them. Um, my 15 was Luke Skywalker. Mark Hamill, Star Wars. Got the force. He's putting the, putting the ball wherever he wants. He ain't dropping it. Moving it around. And he's going to tackle everyone. My physio, Patch Adams, played by Robin Williams. In the film, Patch Adams. Medical, medical man. Uh, my coach, Gordon Bombay, played by Emilio Estevez. Mighty Ducks. Strong. And my man and my team manager... Tony D'Amato played by Al Pacino in Any Given Sunday. Nice. Beat that. Beat that, fellas. Ooh, go on, Tony. You're up. Oh, wait. Okay. Sorry. I had a couple of ideas I had to cut out. Let me just run them past you. One of them was Slink from Toy Story as a fullback. I knew he wasn't the lead character, but it sprung to my mind, thinking... Oh, cover it, cover it across. the pitch. You're not getting through, are you? <laughs> my other yeah. one was another fullback. I thought, what about Mr. Staypuff from Ghostbusters? Because he's never dropping that ball. He's just going to hit his body and get stuck in him, isn't it? Yeah. Like a marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> and then people try and tackle him and they're just going to be not, in him. And disappear. Just disappear. <laughs> <can't stop>. <laughs> anyway, you guys, you carry on. Sorry. Um, oh, I'll go then. So I, um, for my props, which I submitted my team before, Nick, just saying, has also Buck Russell <laughs> from Uncle Buck. <laughs> he's my uh, he's my tight head. I've got uh, Charles Bronson, so Tom Hardy from Bronson as yeah. my loose head. Nice. And um, this will make sense later on, I guess. But I've won't gone for Julian Kay, who's Richard Gere in American Gigolo as my hooker. Interesting. Um, yep, hooker. Nice. Uh, I've gone for Dutch, who's Arnold Schwarzenegger's character in Predator, as one of my things. And I've gone for Conan, um, who's Jason Momoa from Conan the Barbarian. So I've not gone for I've not gone for height. I've just kind of gone for bulk. Yeah, be strong to push the great Carly off the ball. I was going to say they're pretty they're pretty immobile, but they you know hopefully they'll they'll compete. Big packs so far. Two big packs. That's it. I've gone for John Rambo uh, as my six, Sylvester Stallone. Um, I feel so. I was debating essentially whether him or Dutch was probably the more moverable to get around the pitch, and I think Rambo probably beats uh, Arnie. I reckon. I reckon. I reckon Sly's got a little bit of pace about him if he needs mm. it. Um, 
I've gone for um, as my seven. I've gone a bit rogue, and I've gone Hannah, who is Saoirse Ronan's uh, character Hannah in the film Hannah, because she's hard as nails. <laughs> and I reckon, have you not? Watch it, it's decent, but essentially she's just like survive and will do you know anything like she gets goes through all sorts of shit and deals with it, gets through the other side. So what I'm gonna be basically doing is sending her in. Just you just go and yeah. you deal with it and you get that ball back, basically. Mm. And I think she'll do it. So yeah, nice. I just thought of another then, seven that we might have overlooked so far. Interesting. Is is fit and gets around and uh, is, is, is quite sort of predatory instincts. Katniss Everdeen. I thought about Katniss, but I had, um, I had Hannah and I didn't know how she'd get in, how yeah. get into my team. We've got a pretty strong team. I'd have her on the bench. No, yeah, strong, yeah. strong. I'd have well. her on the bench. <laughs> what, why are you laughing so My number eight was... <laughs> <laughs> so my number eight was um, Beck, who is... Dwayne The Rock Johnson from a film that's called The Rundown, but I always thought it was called Welcome to the Jungle. Have you? Hmm. I think I've seen it. No. Yeah, it's decent. So it's, uh, he's, he's basically got to go into the jungle to get Sean William Scott, who's someone's kid, basically. Oh, right. Um, it's called The Rundown, but yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's, well, he's Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you know. Yeah, can't go wrong, can you? Uh, yeah, can't go wrong with that. Number eight, bundling around. Uh, number nine, I've gone for Lara Croft. Yeah, uh, Angelina Jolie in Tomb Raider. She's incredibly smart, a very gifted, very gifted woman. And I think that she'll be able to um, distribute well to uh, to, the, to the guys out in the back line. Um, she's resourceful. I think she's got it. She's a full package. Indeed, I've gone for one of the greatest tactical leaders of, of all time uh, for my number 10, and that's Maximus Decimus Meridius, oh. who is uh, Russell Crowe's character from The Gladiator. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there you go. It's just going to run the show. And if you do run it, hear me a deal with it. No, no worries. Yeah. Uh, in my... Watch his family's village first. You're never going to beat him. Yeah, I was going to say. Not going to happen. <laughs> I've got Doug Glatt, who is um, Sean William Scott's character from Goon, if you've seen Goon, The Last Enforcer. Yeah. That is a second goal. And I've literally got him there just as cannon fodder. Like, and he'll take it, you know. He run Turn your back, run around. <laughs> it? Knock, his, knock his teeth out. Yeah. I mean, watch his ankle. He's got a bit of a weak ankle. But anything else... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and now I've got as my 13 Daniel Lugo, who is Mark Wahlberg's character in Pain and Gain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good film as well. Um, yeah, real like loves the gym. PT, not a bad head on his shoulders. I think you know out there he'll he'll deal with it, and he's not slow. I don't think. Also, that is a semi-true story, I believe. Pain and Gain. It is, yeah, it's it's based on true. He's legit. He's real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, real life, real life guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, then for my wings, I've gone for Doris Bannock, which I noticed that you didn't choose from. Uh, <laughs> Do you know why I didn't choose him? 
<laughs> when I went on IMDb to find out his real name, I couldn't find his real name. He's just your got name is Le- they put his Leon, isn't it? Leon. I was like, what's it's not just Leon. He's only got like, one name. Just Leon. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> that brilliant. So yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, Jamaican sprinter on my uh, on one of the wings, and on the other wing. So I've gone with the Star Wars as well. I've gone for Ray, because um, she's rapid, like generally. But also, you know, if she needs to deal with it, like high ball, um, if I do a kick through, anything like that, just bring that force in, get that ball to hand. Yeah. Dream. No worries at all. Um, so that was Daisy Ridley's character from Star Wars, Ray. Yeah, she's good. And then, and then I've, gone, uh, I've gone a bit out there and I've gone for Gracie Hart, who is Sandra Bullock's character in Miss Congeniality. You can't go wrong, can you, with Sanj? Not at all. I mean, if shit goes wrong, she's going to clear it up. You know? No, you know, no dramas. Yeah. So if someone manages to work their way through that, that back line, you know. She's going to get you. Gonna stop them. No here. tries against me. Gonna get you. Absolutely. Um, and then I've gone for my team manager slash coach. I've gone for Ken Carter, Samuel L. Jackson from Coach Carter. Yeah. His credentials are on the wall. Need I, need I say more? Yeah, they're right there. Well done. <laughs> Great effort. I'm not sure so far. There's a there's a there's a lot of differences. There's a few similarities. It's uh it's interesting. I'm not sure. It'd be a tight game so far, Jake. What you got anything that's going to blow us both out of the water? Sorry about that. You you've got a lot more uh, older film knowledge than me. Someone I, I haven't even watched half those films. So I've gone. Uh, <laughs> I've gone. Money from Jake. This was uh this was me just trying to get Rebel Wilson in the team. Uh, so I've gone Penny Rust from the film The Hustle, which isn't a great film, but she's obviously a hustler and knows all the tricks and there's dark arts going on up in that front row so she'll know what she's doing. Um, I've gone for Vivian Ward from Pretty Woman, uh, Julia Roberts, obviously. Um, uh, I've gone for Michael, I always, what's his name, Orr, the, from the blind side. Yeah, yeah. great film, um, by the way. Real strong, real strong. Another for absolute triumph for Big Sarge. Obvious reasons. Um, and then I've gone Luke Hobbs, which is The Rock's character in Hobbs and Shaw, just to get The Rock in more than anything. Yeah. Um, Aquaman. Aquaman, yep. Jason. He's, he's got to be in there. Um, I've gone for Batman. Christian Bell, Batman, uh, at six. So I just feel like he's quite hard and he'll just hit things. Um, Bobby Boucher Jr., naturally. Adam Sandler uh, at seven. Just wind him up before the game. Someone's pretty, he's, he's a yellow card, red card waiting to happen. But he will kill someone. Yep. Uh, Chev Chelios from Crank. Another. I just really wanted to get Jason Statham in the team because again, he's just like hard as now. So yeah, absolutely uh, hard people. Uh, I went for Bilbo Baggins at nine. Strong. I was going. I was mainly for height reasons, but I just feel like he'll be running all day. Um, Ten. I've gone for Edward Mora uh, from Limitless. Bradley Cooper. I feel like he pops a couple of those pills before the game. And he'll know what the other team's doing before they know what they're doing. Um, 12, I've gone William Wallace, Milky Braveheart. Um, I've gone for Wolverine, Hugh Jackman at 13. Um, I've gone for the wingers are a bit rogue. I've gone for Vince Papel, which is Mark Wahlberg's character in The Invincible. I think that was a strong shout. True, yeah. true story about a 
wide receiver that ends up playing for the Eagles, so I thought it made sense. Yeah. Uh, I've gone for Mitch Buchanan on the other wing. Um, from Baywatch, obviously, he's doing a lot of running there, so I feel like he'd be all right. And then, whether he's a leading character or not, I've gone for Michael Jordan from Space Jam, uh, mainly because I've just watched The Last Dance and just athlete. And then a uh, team manager, coach, he's doing it all. I've gone for Jordan Belfort from The Wolf of Wall Street. I feel like if he gets up on that stage, does that speech, boys are going to run through walls for him. No, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No doubt. The team morale will be phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, the expenses are going to be high. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a bit worried. And then after they're probably not passing. After you win not the championship, it's, going, it's all going wrong. But, you know, yeah. that, that well, part will be big. Celebrate well, yeah. <laughs> No drug tests, no drug tests in this tournament because with him in charge, we're in all sorts of trouble. All right then, guys. Um, so we're just about to roll into our beer reviews, but I just quite quickly look at what we had done previously. So we've so far we've done Carling, Keo, and Bud Light. Um, the Carling got hmm, obviously we're doing it on taste, bottle, colour, and value. Carlin was four six five eight. The Keo was seven six and a half six and a half and eight. The Bud Light was six six four seven. So they're not been massively high. Nothing over an eight. And the highest scores so far have been value. So I think we've upped the game this week a little bit. I've gone for a bottle of local Devon Dumpling from Bay's Brewery. What have you gone for, Jack? Uh, I've gone for the Amstel sixty six, which is their answer to the the Coors Light and the Bud Light. Interesting. And Tony. I've gone for the Guinness Extra Stout okay. this week. Very nice. And what, uh, we'll start with you, Jake. What are we going to go for? Um, so I'll start a taste. And like beers, the only downside to this is I'll come on to it later on, but it's only 3% alcohol. So it's not the strongest beer. Yeah. Um, but as a taste, I'm going to say it's a solid six and a half. Nice, nice. That's the uh, second highest flavour so far. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. You could drink them all night and not mind about it. Um, the bottle and label combination is, is strong. I'm going to go for a seven on that. Very nice. Uh, the colour, it does look a little bit like piss, like really weak beer, so I'm probably going to go for a four. It's, it's not the greatest colour. No, I hear you. It's in a dark bottle, so you can't see it. Um, and then value-wise, um, they're a bit more money, so I'm going to go for a five. Interesting, interesting. That's good. That's solid. I mean, it's 66 calories though. So only 66. That's even yeah. though it cause light. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. So there are a few other factors that I mean, if if we cared, we could take into account. But in the yeah, minute, I mean, I, I, for a, for a light beer, it's um, it's, it's nicer than cause light. Yeah, I mean, it's roughly. It, it looks to me like it's not quite as good as a Keo, but it's better than a Bud Light at the minute. That's where it's sitting. And everything's better than the Carlin. Is that what we're going for? We're not sure yet, mate. Not no, because sure. he rated it real high. <laughs> I rated the can very highly because it was red and black and white, and we can't really, you know, can't argue with that. <laughs> Tony, what are you giving your um, Guinness extra stout? So I'll um, so I'll uh, put out a disclaimer um, before I do this. In the um, so this was a present from my mum. Thanks, Hazel. Um, big Thank fan you. of the pod. Um, and I've just noticed that the best before, because I was tasting it and I was like, mm. and uh, I've just realised that the best before oh, yeah, that, was mate. the 16th of October 18. So Ooh. I am going <laughs> to. That's it. Have you got so, uh, No, no, no. I've, been, I've had it for a while, to be fair. 
Oh, I thought it was your mum was trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, maybe. Um, so I was. Uh, so I've been comparing it to Guinness as I've been going through, and it and it, it doesn't quite match up. But I think we'll give it a little bit of leeway. The fact that it's nearly two years out of date. So <laughs> what, are we going for? what are we going for for taste on the year out? So taste. So taste. I'm only. I'm still only going to give it a five. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not um, it's not wonderful. Uh, I'm not going to lie, but I, I'll give it. You know, we never give anything lower than a four, and no. I'll give it a point for <laughs> yeah, yeah. for the for the date. Um, the bottle, I really like the bottle. Um, I'd say with the stuff in it, it's like it's pure black, pretty basic Guinness branding. Um, it's not particularly exciting or anything like that, but I think it's a good classy bottle. So I'm probably going to give it a seven and a half. I right. reckon, oh, yeah. eight maybe, eight maybe. Anything that's, that's all black is, uh, is win, one, winning a couple of World Cups, so we can't, uh, we can't argue with that. No, absolutely. A couple of nice red crosses on it, so cool. Okay. Uh, so, the colour of the, the fluids. So it's black. It's all black. Um, <laughs> and so, I mean, we're, we're Guinness fans, so that's good to me. Um, so I'm going to give it, um, but I think it's a bit unfair to all the other beers. But I, so I'll give it, uh, I'll give it a seven, I reckon. Yeah, nice, nice, strong, strong colour points. And lastly, value. How much does a value. Guinness extra stout set you back? I know this was a gift, but what are we thinking? So I imagine it's a bit more than a uh, bit more than a Guinness, and it's still only the four point two, which I think Guinness is. Yeah. And I would have thought that the extra stout would maybe give it an extra, you know, couple of percentage points. But can I have a look at the bottle again, Ty? Huh? Can I have a look at the bottle again? Ah, oh, yeah, that yeah, no, nice. Yeah, no, I like that bottle. Yeah, no, I'm a fan. I, was, I thought it was going to be the, but I think the one I was thinking of was the yellow label, the export. I think I had in my head. Ah, uh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is Normal like, is, uh, yeah, the, that's the one that's brewed in Jamaica or something like that. Normal Guinness, four point three percent. It's less. Interesting. Oh, interesting. So, so I reckon five. I reckon again, five for five for value. Five. I think. Very nice. You know, if it's going to be if it's going to be more expensive and less alcoholic, I'm I'm not a fan of that. Well, I don't it, want it. <laughs> it doesn't taste good enough to to uh, <laughs> warrant it. So there you go. I'm going to jump in on the Bay's Brewery Devon Dumpling Golden Ale. Um, it's 5.1%, so plenty of percentage there. Local as well, and I actually quite like it. So taste-wise, I'm going to give it a six and a half. Um, definitely tastes better. Two and a half points better than a Carling. Uh, the bottle, I don't know about you guys, but I, I quite like the, it's got the Devon flag on the bottle. It's a nice big bottle as well. It's a, uh, it's a 500 mil, no messing Perfect. up. Nice, love that. And so I'm quite happy with that because if you get more beer, that can only be a good thing. Um, so I'll give that a 7.5. Uh, colour, it's a beautiful golden colour. So I was going to throw that a 7. And value, it was expensive-ish. So I'm probably going to chuck that a 6. I reckon. So not too bad all in all. I'd say it's, that's pretty decent, actually. Good scores this yeah. week, guys. It will, it will change the graph and we'll get the graph up on the uh, Virgo Rugby Podcast Facebook and Twitter pages as it continues. All right, so um, that is the end of the beer reviews. Bang them in the graph. Um, and now we've got a couple of bits to go. We've got a prank to go. But before that, Jake, have you had any messages back yet? So I just checked the Twitter, nothing on there yet. 
But um, Matt Lane, everyone's favourite postie, life-saving postie, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's a trustworthy guy. He has come back with uh, an excellent informative message on how I can go about sending my dick pic. He sent me the thumbs up emoji. Oh, that's it. Nothing okay. else. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess that means it's doable. So it's doable. It's up to you what you do with that, mate. But if you could I send random dick pics through people's letterboxes and that seems absolutely fine, then I think Max is on his route. Maybe. Maybe we should uh, get someone to give it a go. I know Chink's on his route. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about sending this chip, but Max, I know because Sam might open it. That'd be a good laugh. <laughs> oh, what I could do is send a picture of Max to himself as a dick pic. Yeah, no, that'd be good. That would really upset him. Yeah, it confused him as well, which is always delightful. This <laughs> certainly would. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, this week, I feel like a good man to prank is going to be Warren Lee. Um, so you've got the reins on this one but what I will do to sweeten the deal is as we've tried it the last two weeks I'll try Don Carzor again at some point nice <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what we'll say to him yet we'll have to have a, a brainstorm but we'll try him again that's fair so I'm thinking with Warren he's just signed up as a member of a golf course uh, Red Libbits uh, and they've just been fined for allowing four balls on the course so I'm thinking we go down that route, we tell him that the golf course, he's not in any trouble, but the golf course's management is being investigated um, for breaching of the government guidance. Um, wow. Looking for members who could let us know about their experiences on the course. Yeah. Do we know if he played? Do we know if he definitely played there? Yeah. I think we've gone down the, the, new, the new members list and we noticed that you'd also made a booking. Did you, did nice. you play the day that you made a booking? I'm sure he did. I think he went with his dad. Nice. Hello, this is Officer McAndrew from the Kent Police Department. I'm looking for Warren Lee. Um, so it's in relation to uh, our ongoing investigation into the Red Libbits Golf Course. Um, you're not in any trouble. We just want to ask the um, members and the people that might have played up there in the last week or so, sort of their experience about the club. Okay. Um, so according to our records, um, you had a game on the 25th of May, is that correct? No. Ah, okay then. Um, I must have made a mistake there. It says on Monday the 25th of May you had around, around a few people. Ah, right. So, uh, Back! <laughs> Sorry, what is Tony? You're on the Vigo Rugby Podcast. <laughs> You're on the Vigo Rugby Podcast. It's Tony. Sorry, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, you played a different call. <laughs> no, so good. You had him as well. You had him. Shit. <laughs> oh, we scared him. I'd say we scared him. <laughs> Fuck. It was good effort. That was a good effort, Tony. The accent, I was well impressed. You could do more for yeah. no, I thought that's, that's the key. I reckon is the, is the accent. I haven't got that sort of accent in the locker. 
Shit. Oh, well. Should try, try Don Castle again. What should I tell him this week? Should go for. Should tell him he's got the coronavirus. What should, what should my name be? I'm a track and trace man. Interesting. Uh, my name is. It's Nick Leeson's character in uh, in thing. Oh no, track. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what my name is. My name's. Um, Jonathan Davis. <laughs> My name is James Corden. <laughs> nice. Just fucking call him, see what comes out. I don't know what I'm going answer at the moment oh, so please leave a message oh don cars are every time um have i got kind of cuts number <laughs> <laughs> okay and my name is he won't even know jonathan davis my name is jonathan davis nice. yeah you'll have no idea <laughs> Oh, fucked it. I ain't telling me a number sending off. <laughs> oh, he knows I'm calling. <laughs> Damn it. What am I doing? I've messed that right up. He's calling me back. He's calling me back. <laughs> Hello, Connor. Hello, mate. You all right? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You're uh, you're on the Vigo Rugby podcast. Um, I was actually just calling you to prank you, but I uh, turned off my own number. I didn't turn off my own number sending, so you knew it was me calling. Oh, okay. Yeah, good job. Yeah, because I'm a yeah, I'm a, I'm a useless pranker. Clearly, are you doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing all right, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Good, good. How's the house doing? Can you hear me? Can you hear Tony? Say again. How's the house doing? Going good. Yeah, it's going alright. We've uh, me and Liam have been in the garden today, sorting out some more stuff, trying to fix the uh, the current derelict swimming pool, trying to bring it back to life. Do you have a, a derelict swimming pool there? What's that? You got a derelict swimming pool there? Yeah, yeah, we've got a derelict swimming pool, so uh, we've been trying to bring that back to life. Sounds incredible. I tell you what, actually, I mean, while you're here, um, you talk to talk us uh, through it a little bit. Whereabouts um, are you guys? Where where's the where is the goat house? Uh, let me just pass you over to um, the sort of the person who deals with these sort of questions. Liam Wiltshire. Oh, is he your media Hello? guy? Yeah, I'm the media representative. Hi, Liam. Um, it's Tony and Nick. I was going to prank uh, Connor Cuts because Will James asked me to, but I forgot to turn my own number sending off. So um, that screwed, uh, screwed yeah. that over, didn't it? As the media guy, we just thought while we had you on the line, we might as well ask you a little bit about how the house is, um, sort of where where we can expect future gatherings to be when this is all over and how, how it's all going, moving out on your own. Yeah, yeah, the house is really good. Uh, inside, we've all got our own rooms and stuff. And the house come on nicely. The bar's built. Um, and we're doing the garden, as Connor said, sort of the pull-out. Um, yeah, we're doing, we're doing well. We've got a really bad, inf like an infestation of, um, of chinks. 
chlamydia, is it? No, no, it's chinks. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. That's rough. Yeah, you yeah. just won't leave I you alone. Being a tent in the back garden before you know it. That's the thing. Once you get yeah. it, yeah, I think it already might be. I'm not sure where he comes from. We don't. We don't see him turn up. He usually wakes us up in our bedrooms. <laughs> another, another one of those Chinese viruses you just can't get rid of. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Mate, and uh, when you said, I mean, I would just ask Connor, but he, he boffed me off. When you say derelict pool, do you mean it's like a, a fully built-in swimming pool that you're trying to resurrect, or is it like a an above-ground situation? That you're no, it's a fully, it's a fully, it, it's a fully, it's fully in the ground swimming pool. Um, it just needs a new liner and things like that. And uh, we've got the liner donated to us by uh, Mark Christmas, exact same size we needed, which was a, which was a great thing to do. Um, so yeah, we just re-sanded the bottom, made it all smooth, um, and got all the old liner off. So we all need now the new liner on. Uh, do a bit of decking around the edge of it and fill it with water, and we're away. Ah, oh, beautiful! It sounds great, mate. It sounds like you're having a, a wonderful time. Um, just quickly, I just yeah. had a quick, quick, quick pun there that I thought of while you were talking. A Christmas gift. We will uh, we will leave you to get back to your swimming pool, mate. Uh, but it was good to catch up with you and we'll speak soon. And you see that guys. See ya. See ya buddy. Bye. <laughs> Sounds like the boys are doing well in, in their house, in their new house. Yeah, no, glad to hear him getting on all right. Cracking spot for a party when uh, when it's all over. Yeah, defo. No, mate. Well, I think we'll call it a day there after a couple of failed prank attempts. And uh, I mean, I, I still haven't had any uh, any tweets back, unfortunately. But thank you very much for joining us on the podcast, Tony. No worries, mate. You too. And uh, thank you to all the listeners for joining us on the podcast again. Remember, uh, we are on Facebook and we are on Twitter at Bigarabi Pod. So uh, we'll be sharing all the uh, a few videos, I'm sure, from this week and our beer rating system graph will be back up i'm sure over the next couple of days and our fantasy 15 so uh tune in and have a look and tony will catch you very soon yeah you too buddy take care mate see you later bye Willies. Willies.